Matthew 6, the verse number 5. Benny Hinn said something, I think, some time back. You know, I love the generals. If you don't learn from them, you won't know anything. No. There are some things, you know, when God speaks to a man, he is not going to repeat himself to another man. <laughs> that is why the revelation of Moses we are still reading today. And I'm a boy. What God spoke to Moses was a revelation he gave to him concerning his people. Is that not true? That's right. And what he said to Paul, is that what we are still quoting today? That's right. Christ in you, the hope. That was somebody's revelation. So if you are not somebody that consistently update yourself with what God is saying, you will miss a lot. You only have what God has told you and it is not enough. Are we learning something? That's right. That is why Paul will usually say my gospel. That means that what he was preaching was specific to him. He was telling the people, you don't have to circumcise. You don't have to do these things. While Peter, in the early church, he was the guy that thought that you, you need to be doing some of these things. So Paul was calling what he was preaching his gospel. Revelation is consistently increasing. It is progressing. Update yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. No matter how anointed you are, you will thrive on another man's revelation, whether you like it or not. You God won't tell you everything. He said, God used holy men were moved. That's what the Bible, Bible talks about scripture. He said, holy men in times past were moved. That's why Elijah alone didn't write the scriptures. That is why Moses alone didn't write scriptures. That is why Samuel alone didn't write scriptures. Revelation will consistently progress. To update yourself. Tell somebody update yourself. You, what you know from the time you were born was what your Sunday school teacher taught you about Noah. Asa. That's all. Benny Hinn said, he said that one of his cousins, his nephews, he said, why are you crying? He said, one of his nephews asked me, in those days, the crusades were powerful. You know, in the 70s. The Benihim videos you have on YouTube, they are basically the 70s and the 80s. And he said, those crusades were powerful. You know, the way you come to uh, the, 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 the platform and you start, you are all I need. These days, we don't sing those songs. You don't even know how to sing them. How will you get anointed? <laughs> Amen. He said, in those days, the crusades were very powerful. And you stand and you lead us in worship powerfully. And the sick will get it. But he said, hey, you see, this is the reason why the young men are getting a lot of things wrong. We don't lead people to worship. We worship and others join us. So that me and Mijina Honu, if I'm not worshiping, I am not doing anything. You know, when these guys come to stand here, most of the time, they have prepared their song and they are leading us to worship. But he said, that, no, 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 no. You can't lead anybody to worship. If it was possible to do that, do you know that sometimes I'll be, you'll be standing here leading or somebody will pressing the phone? Mm -hmm. You can't lead anybody to worship. So you just come and worship. If they like, they join you. Are we together? He said, that was why the crusades were powerful. People do not understand what worship means. Is somebody already here? That's right. So you know, in scripture, we know that we thank God for his goodness. We praise him for his greatness. But we worship him because he's holy. And that dimension is a dangerous one. Not, not everyone gets there. When you see people crying in worship, maybe God has done something good for them. That is thanksgiving. It's powerful. 
but it's another level. And then there is praise. The one that we have spoiled these days. That is there for his greatness. You stand up on Mount Sinai and you can see the way the sun is set in the Milky Way. You look at what God is in God is great. You look at the lakes of the earth. You look at how the earth is set in motion. You look at the things God can do and we praise him. But worship is not anything God has done. It is not what we see God do. We do it because he's holy. So that one, you need a revelation to do it. It is not everybody in the church that can worship you. You can thank God and praise him, but not everybody can worship. I'm not preaching to somebody. One day I'll come there. One day I'll teach you these things. Is it powerful? That's right. Let me go to my, let, let me go to my today's message. This is a dose. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Matthew. Who knows Matthew? What, what was the profession of Matthew? Matthew, no, yeah, Jumabe. Who told you? Did you see him collecting tax? He was an apostle. That's right. Matthew was what? He was an apostle. What is a, what is a tax collector? He was an apostle. Amen. So in this house, we have many apostles. These days, because of money, some has turned into prophets. But it's not a problem. Amen. And when you pray, the verse number five, God bless you. He said, and when you pray, last, last two weeks, we started with, and you, it, it was last week, Anna, last week. He said, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrite. So the first stumbling block to prayer is hypocrisy. So last week, we looked at that mystery into detail. I told you that Okay, let's continue. Let's turn around. I don't want to repeat myself. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Last week, we, we dealt with this one. Hallelujah. Do you remember? Some of you, some of you were here. You remember? I hope you have not thrown it away. Amen. And then I showed you that it is important for you to pray in the morning. Do you remember? Are you sure? That's right. You pray in the morning. Senna, did you hear me? So you'll be praying in the morning. Hey, and you see, the way Westerny tells us, I've not been praying in the morning. I don't if you come and listen, you see, some of us, what we are exposed to and the kind of lives we are living, we are preparing ourselves for greater judgment too. Yes, that is the truth. Sometimes, because I'm going to show you what the word of God is saying. And it will be up to you to put them into, if you don't put them into practice, God will now come and say, the preacher did this portion. What about you? <laughs> Amen. But when you come here, I'm going to teach you how to pray. So that if you don't pray, God will say, hey. <laughs> Amen. They said that I said to you, they have their reward. Calm down. Calm down. Today, let me start something else. I don't want to waste time. He said that, but when you pray, go into your room. Tell somebody, enter that room. <laughs> today be today. <laughs> Your 
room. Go into your room. Today I'm speaking about go into your room. <laughs> ah, we shall die. We shall die today. We shall die today. Strange message. Hallelujah. Today we are going into our room. There are many of you who have stayed outside for too long. It is time for you to enter your room. Amen and amen. I'm take your time and follow me. Now, do you know that the most personal thing about anybody is his room? Hello? If there is anything you are afraid for people to see, where you do it is in your room. Is it not true? If you have something that is very personal to you, where you keep it is in your room. There is no way you go and see this man's uh, underwear uh, hanging in the hall. They don't do that. Normally, they keep the things, the very personal things to their room. So that the person that you grant access into your room is somebody you are not afraid. You see, when you grant somebody access to your room, it means that you are not afraid for the person to see your nakedness. Because if there is a place you can go completely naked, it is in your room. Can you see that? In your room, there is nothing hidden. You don't hold anything back. That is where you are completely loose. You let go of everything in your room. Now, can you see that? Now, shout, I hear you. Follow me. The Bible said that when you pray, go into your room. What the room here is trying to teach us is that prayer is, listen to me, I'll go into the mystery as we go on. It's a very, 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 very personal thing. Listen to me. And it thrives, hear this, more on relationship than on anything. You understand me? Obete Masias, I continue to preach. Are we together? Are you sure you are with me? That's right. I wrote down and I said that the foundation of any strong prayer life. If you see somebody and you say that this man, he's a man of prayer. Not the people that pray for people to see they are praying. No, that is not the, the man that has a strong prayer life. The foundation of any strong prayer life is built on a relationship with God. Follow me. And if you find anybody that has a relationship with God, that man should be a man of prayer. Somebody said that I want to know God. I want to have a relationship with God. I am saying that to do that, you need to be a man of prayer. And I'm saying that to be a man of prayer, you need to have a relationship with God. Can you see that? So it works hand in hand. Relationship is derived through the mystery of prayer. And without prayer, the relationship cannot be formed. Just like I'm saying. And you cannot also pray outside the relationship. What believers are doing today, follow me, is that they want to pray. They want to be people of prayer. But they want to do it outside a relationship with God. So you see that Naomi will come here on Friday and come and pray to God. But she doesn't have any relationship with God. Now can you see that? He said, enter into your room. I want to know the secret things in your life. I don't want anything about you to be hidden. I want to live in close communion with you. I want to have access to the deep things of your heart. Without this one, the mystery of prayer is not engaged. Go into your room. It thrives on relationship. No matter how long you pray, 
pray. He said, if you don't have a relationship, but I have Friday till morning. If the relationship is not there, if there is not koinonia, prayer is nothing. Or see, go into that place, that room, where you can be completely loose, where I can have exclusive access to everything you are. Are we together? Shout, I hear you. So you cannot find somebody and say, I am a prayer warrior. And that person doesn't have a relationship. You are joking. Don't waste your time and come and pray on Friday. If you don't engage him on a Monday and on a Tuesday and on a Wednesday and on a Thursday, are we learning something? Yeah. It, it, it is built on a relationship. Let me show you something. The mistake believers are doing is that we are treating God. Follow me. Please listen to me. We are treating God like the way we treat idols. When Odifo wants money from an idol, you don't have to have a relationship with the bosom. He will make demands of your life. Oh, please, me pakoko too. Any nentwe any den When you bring it, I am going to give you money. Is that not what they say? That's right. Until when you fulfill your part of the bargain, they will also give you what you have required. Now, that is what believers want to carry and enter, take it into Christianity. They will go to God and they will take an offering and go and give it to God. God, I need a husband. So that God will also give you your husband. That is idolatry. That is not Christianity. Can you see that? He is saying that the foundation for what you can petition for, that which you need to present in order so that anything you desire, the old babies are made in their mouth. Or see, if I abide in you and my word, see, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, and no, now you shall ask anything you desire. And it's a big, is that not what the Bible said? He didn't say that bring money, he didn't say that do something. And when you do, he said, if I have you abide in me and my word abides in you, then you shall ask. Say koinonia, that's right. Are we, are we learning something already? So, you see, the foundation for your demands, for your petitions, it is, it is God is saying that just like the bosom will require a, a coconut and, and the, the tongue of a crocodile, me, I don't want that. That which you present is your knowledge of me. That which I need is you to know me. When you know me, that is the foundation. And on our page now, so, and they are making any demand that you, you ever want. Can you see that? Don't worry yourself trying to treat God like an idol. He said the foundation is knowing. The foundation is that relationship, that koinonia. It is out of this one that petitions can be made. Can you see that? Are we learning something already? Shout, I hear you. But there are many believers, they treat you like an They stand at a distance. Have you seen that them that go to idols, they don't want to be associated with them? Do you think he wants people to know that he has gone to take medicine? No. You see, that is the way you behave. You come on Friday and come and pray. When you live here, nobody will even know that you have a prayer life. Nobody can see your God around you. Don't you treat him like an idol. You don't want to be associated with him in any way. When you are doing this, say, hey, old friend, stop. My friend, get away. Can you see that? You don't want people to know. You can be around people and people will never know that you have a prayer life. That is what I'm talking about. It is a relationship. Don't treat him like an idol. Can you see that? Yes. 
Shout, I hear you. I want you to understand this mystery that I'm explaining. Without it, you can never, your demand life will be saying, I'm a bomb What are you bringing to the table? Where does he know you from? Are we learning something already? Shout, I hear you. Where we stand, it is impossible for him to minister to us. You see, very early in my Christian life, I learned this one. I said that sometimes God might want to help us, but where we are, he cannot come. He cannot. God sees everyone and everything, but he, he doesn't go anywhere. When we go deeper into this mystery, you understand. Why do you think that when God wanted to speak Moses, speak to Moses, come to Mount Horeb or come to Mount Sinai? Why do you think eight times in the life of Moses, the Mokayaniso could be 40 days? It was so equal But the Bible said eight times. Sometimes God will say, I'll bring 70 elders in addition. Sometimes say, take Aaron and his son, Nedeb and Abihu. Let them come to the mountain. But Can you see that? Why wouldn't God say, Moses, come to the mountain? The apostle he could have told Moses there and then. But he said, in order for me to deliver the very personal things, you need to come close to where I am. If I can tell Global, Global, please come and meet me at Choice mat. In the same way, in Kamekasachiro, global, you know, when you, I want to talk to you about something and, and just go straight. But God will tell him something here to come and hear the deeper thing somewhere else. Say close. I didn't hear you. Say close. When you have a man and a wife, the man may have exclusive access to the nakedness of the woman. Hear this. Any time, any day. But not everywhere. Is that true? Any time, any day, but not. Not everywhere. You cannot tell your wife in the middle of market circle, please, I want to sleep with you. Doesn't happen that way. It is lunacy to demand something everywhere. There are things we demand in specific places. The very personal things are done in secret. God wants to minister to you, but where you stand, it is impossible. Um, you see, the koinonia, it is not there. The deep things you demand, he cannot do it from where you stand. Am I speaking to somebody? Shout, I hear you. Some, somebody is sleeping in the house. I'm teaching you the mystery of prayer. You are sleeping. If I knew this when I was 13 years, by now, my altar will be will be tall, like 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 E W Kenyon money D L Mudimo. Some of you are fortunate; you are young and you know things. See where I stand. That's right. Spirit man, we want you. See when you scan, you are not giving. Hey, also this woman has lost the koinonia. She has lost it. She's standing somewhere and making demands of heaven. Hallelujah. No matter what it is, somebody say, ah, but my request is an emergency. God should see that what I am demanding is quite serious. And God is saying that even though it is serious, where you are standing, I cannot attend to it. Are we together? I can't stand at the shopping mall and tell my wife, eh, please, I want to see something. Can you do that at the shopping mall? The wife will say you are crazy. Any award didn't come be jai 
said, this is not the place. It might be the time you have the access, but the location. Can you see that? Yeah. The access I'm not denying. Time is not a problem, but the location. Where we find ourselves is not conducive. Sometimes where Sana will find himself, it is not conducive for him to make certain demands of God. Where your life is at the moment, no koinonia. God is saying that without these grounds, stop making petitions. Are we learning something already? Are we learning something already? Shout out here. Is somebody being blessed by the way? That's right. Can I continue? Your room is symbolic of consistency both with time and effort. I will explain myself. Your room. See my room. <laughs> Is somebody loving the way? Yeah. That's right. If you have a room, it is the most consistent place in your consistent location in your life. And I mean, what? Why do you think that when they want to arrest a criminal, the best place to do to catch him is in the room? In the day, you don't know where it is. But when him say, "Hey, they So when the police will want to catch him, they will go in the dawn at dawn time. And I'm what? They will break into the house and they arrest them. It is the most consistent location in the life of the man. Are we learning something? Follow me. This mystery is key. Papa Nesto was trying to shed light on it on Wednesday. And I picked it up. I said, let me expand this mystery for the people. See, consistency. <laughs> it is better I pray 30 minutes every day than to pray 6 hours every 2 weeks. There are some people that misunderstand this mystery. They can stay in prayer. I know you are a strong man in prayer. But over bumpire three hours. But for one week, now bumpire you. God is saying that it is good, but you are missing out on a lot. The key to prayer is consistency. The key to prayer is consistency. So, Steve would rather pray 30 minutes every day. Rather than postpone your house, yo, at the end of the week, I'll pray for three hours. You are joking. Hey, we if you are going to grow into a mighty man of prayer, consistency is the key. Please, even if it's for five minutes, let it be for every day, than to wait and pray at the end of the week. It doesn't happen like that. Can you see that? Why do you think that when God rained manna on the Israelites, he didn't give them one for the whole week, but God will rain it every morning. He's saying that you need sufficient spiritual energy for each, for each day. Can you see that? Hello? The way many of us treat prayer, listen, if we are supposed to treat it as many of the as many, uh, as the way we treat it, uh, as the way we treat many of the necessities of our life, we will know that we, how many of you will eat obediently seriously and they will say, for the next two weeks, does it happen that way? We don't apply the mystery of prayer, the way we engage prayer. We don't apply the other things of life. We don't apply it to prayer. But it, it's pretty much the same thing. There is nobody that can say, oh, that I'm sleeping today so that the next two weeks I'll not sleep. 
Does it happen that way? Or say the same way, and then what's your approach prayer? You cannot have enough today for the next one week. You cannot have enough today for the next two weeks. It is something that is delivered on the platform of consistency. Every day. Tell somebody every day. Every day. I'm not saying pray for three hours or two hours or well, every day. But make sure that every day there is something rising from you to God. Let it be continuous. Koinonia. Consistency. Every day doesn't he call his girlfriend. They can talk all night. But the following day he's yearning for more. Say there is more. There is more. That's right. <laughs> are we together? You see, ask, ask the young man. The young man, all of you are my wedding starter. <laughs> but when you speak to that lady today, you don't say, Oh, it's an idea of Nina Casa, mommy. For the next two weeks, Nina Casa Cra and Yashi. Do you do that? That's right. After three days, if you don't call her, say, you, you don't know what it means to have a religion. <laughs> After, say, three days. That's right. It's enough for her to call everything quit. They will come and quote principles to you. Psychological principles. Don't you know that my emotional needs need to be met? There are things they will tell you you'll be afraid of them. <laughs> Am I preaching to somebody? Yes. Say consistency. I didn't hear. Say consistency. That's right. It is key to every strong prayer life. Give us this day. Say daily bread. It is daily. You can't have more today. Say enough. I have it enough for the next three weeks. No. Don't treat prayer like that. Are we learning something? So consistency in efforts. I love me. You see, prayer is not about hype. There are some people they are hyped up today to pray. Tomorrow the hype is gone. It is not hype. <laughs> yeah? Some people they are hyped today. They are charged. You see the way they will go and bring their prayer garment. And they were charged. Tomorrow they, they don't even they can't even relate to that person they were yesterday. They don't even, if you talk about prayer, they'll be angry. Say, Charlie, may dream you, may dream you. Tell somebody there's no hype. That's right. Consistency. Consistency. You know, they don't know what I said. One day you can, I tell it, today I can pray. And then you may charge it. You wake up the next day. What? You don't even, when, when about you say, bomb pipe, crown, wake up. You know, it is not hypo. It is a discipline. Consistency. You know, I know many men who, who thrive on the hype. Uh, me, I'm not like that. That's why I even don't like praying in public. When you see me praying in public, I'm operating, 30, I'm operating at 30%. I don't like it. It is not me. I cannot, pray, I cannot flow. When I was growing up in the Lord, fine. But after some time, it's, it's not my thing anymore. Hallelujah. I struggle to do it. Sometimes it's an effort. When I have to come and stand here and pray with you, it's an effort. They are natural. It's not natural to me like it used to be. Can you see that? That's right. See consistency. The effort will have to be consistent. Now the time will have to be consistent. 
you know, I, I wonder, some people say, I'm a man of God. But you see, what you are saying is some way, sometimes I don't have the time. Look for, there, there, there should be a time that you can consistently make it to prayer. Say, routine. Let it be religious. Let it be regimented. There is no problem. Look for a time that is convenient. Patriotia said, look, there's, you can always find time. You sleep for two hours, you say you don't have time. Hallelujah. Look for a time. Look for a time. I'll come and show you. So you learn many things along the line. Look for a time. You see, there are many people, they want to pray in the morning, yet you sleep around 1 a.m. How can you wake up at dawn and pray? Before I was a morning person. These days I'm not a morning person. Very early morning person. I'm still a morning person. But not very early morning. Before before I was. I used to pray very early in the morning. And some of my friends will testify. And as they will tell you. They learned that from me. He said, he, 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 one day. I didn't even know that. <laughs> they may and they were watching. One day he was preaching. He said, this, this man every day. Between the hours of 12. And I drop to around 4. We free them. You will not see him. When he was you will not So I discovered that no, he was doing something that I was not doing. Now I used to be an, a very early morning person, but I stopped because I'm growing. Hallelujah. Now I'm not saying stop. I'm saying that I stopped. I'm an old man now. I still pray in the morning, but not early in the morning. But what I'm saying is this: one a.m. How can you wake up at four and pray? Uh, one order, do you know that according to the Hebrew calendar, read your Bible, Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said that the evening and the morning was the first day. When you go to Israel, the day doesn't start at 12 a.m. It starts at sunset. This is not, I'm not preaching, we're any revelation, this is knowledge. SD starting Friday. Do you know that? That's right. The Shabbat, it starts when the sun sets on Friday. That is what the Bible, I can quote it. This when I make a way, your revelation is, is in scripture. Can you see that? From sunset to sunset, Leviticus, Exodus. It is from sunset to what? Sunset. It is a Rianu Koshim on Friday. Yashesh Shabbat Nasi. It is a Bible creation story now. Genesis chapter 1, the verse number 5. Or say the evening and the morning was the first day. And I'm chapter 13. The evening and the morning was the first day. Sorry, verse 13, verse 8. The evening and the morning. Every time we are the evening and the morning was what? The first day. Can you see that? Anytime I said, he, he, he said, so the evening and the morning were the first day. In second day, so the evening and the start you free and you may now end you may and start and that is a Hebrew calendar. In this Shabbat now, it will start when the sun set on Friday and will end when the sun set on Saturday. Can you see that? So prepare for tomorrow today. If you know you are going to pray in the morning. Please, don't waste your time talking too much in the night. Don't waste your time looking at Facebook too much in the Sleep early. Tell somebody sleep early. Sleep early. You like waking up. 
No, I'm serious. You watch Facebook. Also, Facebook could be Facebook, but I don't have an account. Media day. I'm not saying don't don't go to Facebook. No, that's not what I'm saying. But these things, they they they, they are just they, they are just distractions. I don't want to be going through and I see something interesting because me, I like interesting things. So I'll see something that is interesting. I'll be watching. I don't want that. So I won't watch. God is my witness. I've never been to Facebook before. The only time I've been to Facebook is when Kweku has uh, shown me. I don't even have a password and those things. Shown me because of the church, the page. Even that one cries his name. Man, that is on it. But we are logging in that. He said, not just no account in And in a year, I'll go there maybe four times. I'm not saying don't go to Facebook. Facebook is powerful because there are good things that happen there. But I'm saying to you, if you know you pray in the morning, don't stay on Facebook till 1 a.m. That is spiritual madness. Hallelujah. If you know you pray in the morning, don't stay on YouTube till 1 a.m. That is spiritual madness. You will never wake up in the morning. You wake up and you feel like you have to rest more. You wake up and you feel, oh, let me rest more. That is, and you never pray. Start the day, the, you see, so if I want to pray tomorrow, start it today. I'm not saying start praying today, start the preparation. To, when you have prepared, you know that, your conscience will not allow you to continue sleeping. Say, ah, I'm going to be No. If you are a proper human being, your conscience will not allow you. <laughs> Am I speaking a good word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If everything is all right with you, you will be consistent. You will know that ah, Madame Naipa, my sorry for that. Me say they be what day. Eh, how now? Obey us if we do it. See that your house people they don't want you to pray. Am I preaching to somebody? That's right. Is somebody learning something? Yes, sir. Cons tell somebody consistency. So you know your room is the best place. You wake up in the morning. Wonderful. Think about it. God will call Moses and summon him to the top of the mountain. Jesus will be with disciples and the Bible says he will depart to a far place. Say a far place. And there he pray. Hey! Sometimes he will take three of them. Say let's go to pray. And then he will go to the mountain and he will leave them. It is not a matter of fellowship. Your group work. Do yours and let me do mine. That's right. Yes, I want to follow the example of Jesus. Did he, did, did he have a prayer meeting? Lift up your voice. All of us. K, 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 in the name of Jesus. Peter said, hey, I'm charged. <laughs> hey. No, I'm not saying that good prayer is not good. In the book of Acts, the Bible said, when they, when they took one of the disciples to kill him, the church came together to pray. Do you remember? And when the Holy Ghost came, it was in response to a group of fellowship, a group of believers who were fellowshipping in prayer. So I'm not saying that that is not good. But I was saying in the church of Antioch, they prayed, Acts. So 
it's powerful to put it together. But I'm trying to tell you that, you know, if you were ever going to grow in your work with the Lord, you can't thrive on group prayer. When I'm praying with people, I'm, you know, sometimes the only reason why I pray with people is so that people will pray. Because those, those times, they just pass by me. No, I'm not saying, don't misunderstand me, but I, 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 God bears me witness. Even if I pray 30 minutes alone, it's better for me than to pray two hours with people. Unless uh, people know they are praying the kind of prayers I want to pray. Not this, your prayers you pray. Unless they are praying the kind, how, how can you pray? How, the, the kind of prayers I want to pray, how can I pray with people? How can I? Patricia said, Empire, I'm a person, I'm so the group prayers here, you know. So Jesus said he took three of the best to not the three of the finest disciples. He took them. You thought that Jesus was going to show them the mystery and pray with them and say, stay here. This thing I can't do with you. Can you see that? Stay here and do what? Pray. He didn't say stay here and sleep. Stay here and what? The Bible says he went ahead. Peter didn't follow him. So I said stay here and pray. Why do you want to come and interfere with my personal prayer life? Stay here and pray. I am going. So he went ahead and he went to pray. Are we there? That's right. So please, if you were a man here, you were a woman here. Wake up in the morning, sleep early. Eh? Do what? Sleep early. Don't watch Facebook. You see, if something demands... Sorry, my time is up. If something demands that you stay up late, some of sometimes because of work and all, I perfectly understand. But what I'm trying to say is that don't allow unnecessary things to keep you up. But just what I say. Uh-huh. Me, I can stay up if I want to. But I won't allow unnecessary things to keep me up. I'll feel bad that in the night... Um, um, no, 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 no. I feel very bad. When I sit down to pray, I don't stand to pray, I sit to pray. When I sit to pray, I'll be able to pray without feeling pains in my body. You sleep one o'clock, you want to pray every day for... No, you won't be able to do it. Amen. Somebody blessed today. Put those wonderful hands together for Jesus. So he said that... When you pray, enter your room. Did you see that he didn't say enter a room? Huh? He could have said just get into any room and pray. But he said enter. Can you see that? It's a personal thing. Your room personified you. Don't worry. We're going. Do you know that where God met Moses was the same mountain? Oh, oh dear. Talk, 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 talk. God will in next week. Let's go. I'll say that, uh, I want to show you what I'll talk about next week. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door. So next week, I'm talking about shut the door. <laughs> so I'll take them one by one and preach on them. Hallelujah. So today we have entered the room. I hope you have entered there. Please don't get out too. Please don't what? Please don't what? If I discover that you are not praying in this church. I will hand you over to the devil. <laughs> uh, Paul did that. I will hand you over to the devil. I said, this one, I have tried my possible best. God, I cannot handle him. Please, if you have any alternative, then God will present, of course, welcome the devil. He will take over. Amen. 
I'm saying don't pray for two hours. Just pray. That's what I'm saying. I'm not demanding of you. But I'm not demanding of you to pray for one hour. I am saying do what? Pray. I am saying do what? Pray. I am saying do what? Pray. Daily bread. Daily bread. At that one pine men did. At that one pine men na. At that one pine men you beloved in Casa. Treat prayer the same way. Okay? Even if you you know, I know some people they don't like praying. So they will say they will find you see, but you never like praying until you introduce this discipline. God will never impart you with grace to pray. Okay, yeah. Uh, God has anointed me to pray. What anointing? Who, who are you that God, anoint, God anointed to pray? Amen. Okay. Okay. Like Papa Nesto said, he put his hands together for the man of God. <laughs>